Blog Talk Radio. See Ham on the track. You know how we do it, man. My boy, CDP, see the phenol. Hey, you. California. 
we got it going on this weekend. This weekend, Auburn's at home. Georgia goes to Vanderbilt. Alabama plays whoever they want to play. Who cares? But we got some big. Some big time games going on this weekend. We'll get into some predicting in a little bit, but first off, let's give a blessing to our, our father with this devotional. And the devotional comes from First Samuel seventeen one and fifty one through fifty three. David's short battle with the Goliath was more than just a fight between Israelites and Philistines. It was the defense of Jehovah's name against those who doubted his supremacy. As David pointed out, the only way a boy with a slain could, could, could defeat a giant warrior like Goliath was by the Lord's hand. And that's exactly what happened. In confronting Goliath, David showed real courage and faith. But we see what drove him to face the giant was righteous indignation. For those for who for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should talk the armies of the living God? David believed that no one had to wipe away from Israel the reproach caused by Goliath's insults. Since no one else would step forward, he volunteered to defend Yahweh's name. Modern audiences often read read this story merely as a battle scene wherein an experienced underdog toppled an ancient superhero. We confront ourselves that we will probably never have to deal with such a scenario. But the real story is that David stood up for God. Given how how our culture scoffs at both the Father and Jesus Christ, believers will certainly spend time on in David's sandals. The question is whether we will listen to our own flesh and silently remain in fear or stand and represent God's name in the way for which he's called and equipped us. You don't need a theology degree to combat those who would mock God. Your smooth stones are the truth are the truths that you have pulled from the Bible. No enemy can win an argument against scripture. Whatever the outcome seems to be, the battle is the Lord's, and he gives victory to the faithful. In reading this, I started thinking, and I'm like, I think that's what God's trying to tell me. No weapon can prosper if you're a child of God and if you believe in God. Just something to think about. But we're going to jump into the song. We're going to come back. We're going to get into some football. We'll be right back.
To the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. So excited! About an hour, 50, about an hour fifty minutes away from Auburn football. I mean, great football about about to start. I mean, let's just jump into it. High school football from last night around the state of Georgia. Some big upsets last night around the state of Georgia. I mean, big time upsets. Um. Number number two, McEachern goes down, um, and they went down pretty hard, nine to six over Peachtree Ridge, um, which was a, which was a big upset because everybody thought McEachern, Archer, and and those schools would would be undefeated and and just run through just run through six A the six A playoffs. Well, big news. McKeachin lost. Archer lost last night. Archer got beat by Grayson, twenty six twenty four, and probably one of the best games um, that I that I got to see last night. I actually got to watch this game online and listen to it um, via via the internet. I actually listened to this game, um, and I'll just say this: it was wild. Um, I also got to watch. Also got to watch another another game. Um, featuring top ten teams from from the state of Georgia in six A. Um I got to watch uh, excuse me, I got to watch uh Edward and Walton and I'm gonna tell you just like this. Scott Smith, if you're listening, you need to check out this kid from Walton High School. Walton High School won last night thirty five to ten over Edward. Uh Walton coming in undefeated, Edward coming in undefeated, both of them in the top ten in six A in Georgia. There's a kid. He's a ninth grader from Walton High School. Um, last name, first name. Um, I lose the first name, but Blaylock. Um, he's the son of Mookie Blaylock, former former Atlanta Hawk, long time Atlanta Hawk. This kid's a freshman, and when I tell you that this kid is for real, this is a kid that was recruited by Steve Spurrier. As a middle schooler, he's already got SEC offers, and he tore it up last night. And he laid claim early in the season as being the state player of the year. 
He had close to 300 yards receiving, um, three touchdowns. This kid's a go-to player as a freshman. And when I tell you that this kid's for real, if you guys don't believe me, the game the game it will be on YouTube um, on the GPB uh, network page. Watch this kid. I'm just he 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 is for real. Um, as I said, you know that was a top ten matchup, thirty five to ten, Walton over Etowah. Um Go further down the scores. Um, <laughs> little little a little bit of a rivalry game. Old rivals together. Brookwood and Parkview. Parkview winning and keeping that undefeated streak going as as they won forty eight to nine over Brookwood. Brookwood's trying to find an identity with a new head coach. Um they're now 0 and three. Um we go further down in the we go further down and in the in the five A scores now and has some has some pretty has some pretty good games here also. Um Monday's Mill was a winner over Union Grove thirty five to twenty. Northgate, that that great school, um, coached by my former coach, one of my one of my former coaches, Coach Tommy Walburn, and uh, Coach Coach Bubba Jeter. Congratulations to them. Big ups to them. They went forty-seven to nothing over Woodland out of Stockbridge, and this Northgate team is for real. They they, they are for real. They go in the region play next week. And we'll we'll see what they do next week. Um Stars Miller went over Dutchtown. Uh thirty one to twenty nine in another close game. Um Meadow Creek a winner over Clarkston, which is which is a bit of a surprise for me because we all because we all know here in the state of Georgia that Meadow Creek is one of those minnows that, that come and they go from time to time. And they actually Bassey won last night, 53-14 over Clarkston. Creekside, a winner over Druid Hills. Carver of Atlanta, shut out Dunwoody last night, 52 to nothing. Cedar Grove over Miller Grove, 35-7. to Stevenson, a winner over Banneker in a big rivalry game. And, we'll, and I'll get to see Stevenson next week um, as they play next week. Actually, they'll play on GPB if you, want, if you guys want to. Tune in around the state of Georgia. They'll be playing on GPB um, next week. Um, we go on. Kale went over Sequoia, thirty-one to nothing. Sprayberry went over Woodland of Cartersville, uh, forty-eight to fifteen. Uh, Rama went over Cambridge, twenty-one to fourteen. We get down in the foray now, and you know some le- with some select scores. It was Thomas County Central over America Sumter, uh, forty-seven to twenty-nine. Uh, West Florida, West Florida uh, comes up, plays Cairo at home. Uh, Cairo goes to West Florida, plays it, plays them there, and uh, West Florida was a winner over Cairo, forty-four to thirteen. Uh, Bainbridge a winner over Monroe, thirty-four to seven. Worth County was a winner over Chris County, forty-four to nothing. Um, go further down. 
2A state champions. Benedict ain't actually um, just a winner, just a just a win over Liberty County of, of uh, Region Three, quite a two to twenty-three. It was Thompson over Hart County in in that big Northeast in that big Northeast Georgia rivalry game, um, forty-nine to fourteen. Windsor Forest over Grove was twenty-one to nothing. And we go further down, and looking at other scores. Riverdale is a winner over Hampton, thirty-nine to thirty-nine to six. Spalding County keeping that strong, that strong start to their season going thirty-seven to nothing over Walnut Grove. Spalding actually beat uh, Lagrange, uh, actually beat Lagrange High School a couple of weeks ago, um, held them to nine points. So, so uh, Spalding County is is uh, coming strong. Um, we go further on down the line, and we see that Cartersville was a winner over North Paulding, forty-five to seven. Um, Tryon was a winner. Tryon was a winner last night. Uh, big ups to my former position coach, uh, David Thrower, who was who was one of the best line coaches I'd ever played for. Um, they actually had a big win over Lafayette, 42-7 to last night. Southeast Whitfield over Northwest Whitfield, 21-12. Uh, and those are that's a big-time rivalry in Northwest Georgia, in that northwest corner of Georgia. Uh, Ridgeland over Dade, over Dade County, 35-14. to um, Go on and on. Um, we'll go down, go down the line. That also was a winner last night over Thomasville, forty-two to nothing. Clinch County was a winner over Berrien, fifty-five to twenty-one. Clinch County is one of those powers in South Georgia, the smaller school, but they are power in South Georgia. They are power in Georgia. Go um, further down the line, Dublin a winner over Twiggs County, thirty-four sixteen. East Lawrence a winner over Jenkins County, thirty-six to twenty-nine. Um, we keep going local area schools. Uh Heard County was a winner, thirty five to eighteen. And speaking of Heard County speaking of Heard County, there's a couple of guys there that play both receiver and, and in the secondary for the for that for that school. Um I'll just put it this way. Those guys are ball hawks and they're seniors this year. Um if you wanna check them out, matter of fact, check them out. Uh, streetlightrecruiting.com um, go to the YouTube page Streetlight Recruiting This is these are some of Scott Smith's uh, recruited, re- recruiters um, he's um, helping to get recruited so go check those guys out um, jump further in jump, jump a little bit further in um, Columbus was a winner over Manchester, twenty to thirteen. Social Circle, a winner over Temple, uh, twenty nine to twenty seven. Uh, go further down the line, and a kid that we a kid that we've talked about um, a number of times uh, on the show. Um, by Renault Griffin, who plays at uh, Greenville High School, they actually. Stepped in the stepped in the region play last night, um, and played Sly County, won twenty six to nothing. Um, 
Hawkinsville, a winner over Taylor County. Taylor County uh, is a power also in in the state of Georgia. You know, one of the smallest schools in the state of Georgia. Their 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 state power. They lost last night, twenty one to seven. That's in single A action. Um, Mount Zion of Carrollton, a winner over Whitfield Whitefield Academy, twenty six to twelve. And that's some of the scores from around the state of Alabama, around the state of Georgia, I'm sorry. Um, Jump into some college football now. And had some some great games uh, starting Thursday with Western Kentucky and Louisiana Tech. Western Kentucky actually winning that game 41-38. Last night, it was probably two of the – probably two of the quarterbacks that are coming that's coming out of this class the coming out of this deep quarterback class of twenty sixteen uh draft class, Chucky Keaton and um and Travis Wilson, um Utah State and Utah respectively. Um Utah beating Utah State twenty four to fourteen and um Utah actually lost Travis Wilson um to a shoulder injury uh Preliminary reports say that it was he was actually he actually had a separated left shoulder, which is a non-throwing shoulder. Um, they say he's going to be day to day. So as they jump in the conference play next week, Utah uh, really needs a healthy Travis Wilson. Um, Miami was a winner last night over Florida of Atlantic, forty-four to twenty, and actually that game was delayed by lightning and by weather for an hour and six minutes. And Miami comes back out and. Uh, takes over the game. That game was that game was seven to nothing, seven to three at at that point. Uh, at that point of the um, of the lightning delay, and uh, Florida Atlantic actually held their own. Actually, uh, had the lead in this game also. So Florida Atlantic is a team to be reckoned with in Conference USA. Um, but Miami was just too much, forty-four to twenty. Um, Let's jump into some predictions now. I mean, um, got some big games coming up tonight. Um, Notre Dame, Virginia, um, Oklahoma, Tennessee. Go further down the line. Uh, LSU and Mississippi State. Um, Shoot. I mean, just, just looking at some of the games, you know, Tonight and the big one tonight, Michigan State and Oregon, eight o'clock ABC. Um, so I'm gonna jump into some, some into some predictions here, and uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the South Florida Florida State game can be a trap game for Florida State. I I, I agree with that. It could be a trap game for Florida State, but I think Florida State's too much. Um, Eric Golson had a great debut last week. Uh, throwing for close to 300 yards, throwing over 250, a couple touchdowns in that big win that they had last weekend. Um, so I think Florida Florida State would be would be too much for South Florida. Uh, I'm predicting Florida State to win that game. Go further down the line. CBS today in the SEC is Georgia Vanderbilt. Georgia Georgia. Look really good last night. Really good last weekend. Um, even though that game was stopped 
uh, halfway through the fourth quarter due to a second lightning delay. Georgia looked real good. All three running backs looked good. Keith Marshall got back on the field. Good to see him back. Of course, you know Keith Marshall of that of that Gershon package with him and Todd Gurley, uh, the junior running back scored last last week. Nick Chubb scored a couple touchdowns. Sonny Michelle scored a couple touchdowns, and Grayson Lambert had just an outstanding debut. Uh, he did look shaky at first, but but he got the job done. So Georgia's in good hands. I mean, they've got three great quarterbacks that can that can ball out for them. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do in, in Nashville. And Vanderbilt last year looked pretty good last week also. Um, Vanderbilt, no, of course they lost, of course they lost, but they looked intense again. They looked like the, the intense team that was there when James Franklin was there. So, um, yet to be seen, can Vanderbilt pull the upset? No. No, they won't pull an upset. Georgia, I actually think Georgia will win big over over Vandy, and they're gonna and their fans are gonna fill up the stadium, so it may be louder. <laughs> it may be louder. Um, I say it may be louder this week for a home game for Vandy. As it will be for a Georgia game, who's away? So this may be just a long, just a long distance business home game for Georgia. So, um, so I, I predict Georgia big. Then we got we got some we got some interconference matchups, um, group of five versus a power five conference conference game, three thirty. Fresno State, Ole Miss, Fresno State. They they're a little bit depleted. Um, they did lose lose a lot of players last season. They're they're, they're rebuilding. They're they're rebuilding that team. Um, I think the Landshark defense will take the day for Ole Miss. Chad Kelly had a great game last week. Laquan Treadwell had a great game. Uh, that running game was just awesome last week. For Ole Miss scoring seventy something, scoring over scoring seventy plus over over Alcorn State, um, so and looking sharp. This is the first test for them, and Fresno State is not is not a not a pushover. So, I mean, I, I'm predicting Ole Miss to win, but don't don't roll over on Fresno State because Fresno State is one of those teams that's traditionally a thorn in the side of some teams of the Power Five conference, so Five Five conferences. So, um, just um, look out for that game. Um, go further down the line. Six o'clock tonight, ESPN game, Oklahoma and Tennessee. Wow, Tennessee looked real good last week um, in their win. Look real good with Baker Mayfield under center, the former Texas set quarterback. Um, he threw for over 350 last week, uh, threw a few touchdowns. Uh, Samaje Piran looked real good last week, he rushed for over 100 yards. So, um, this is the, this is this is a toss up game, and this is actually a swing game for both teams because 
Oklahoma, if they want to make that statement that they're that they're backing for real on a national on a national stage, this is the time to do it against arguably the dark horse of the SEC East in Tennessee, and that and that vaunted running attack that they have with um, excuse me uh, with Jalen Hurd and and um, and the former Norcross running back, and former Alabama running back, um, his name slips my mind uh, real quick. But um, with both those two in the backfield, and also with that with the uh, with the quarterback, the quarterback there, this this is a game that's must see. It's a box office game. It's one of those games that if you didn't know who some of these guys were, you're going to find out real quick. Sterling Shepard of Oklahoma, um, Marquez North of Tennessee, um, Justin, Justin Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs from, from Tennessee, the quarterback. And, um, you know, so this is, this is going to be one of those games where, Go ahead and get your popcorn, get your beer, get your Coke, whatever you want to do. Because this is a can't-miss game. This is a can't-miss game. And I, I will say this. I'm going to pick Oklahoma to win, but don't be surprised if Tennessee pull, Tennessee beats up on Oklahoma. Don't be surprised at that. I'm just, just putting it out there. Don't be surprised. Um, going down the line. Before we even talk about the Oregon Michigan State game, this is another game that I really want to talk about. That I'm really, excuse me, that I'm really excited to, to, to see um, today. So, 12 o'clock games, the ABC game, Oregon State, Michigan. Gary Anderson and that Oregon State, and those Oregon State Beavers, and Michigan and those Wolverines. Um, Michigan comes off coming off a loss to Utah last week where they didn't play awful. They just couldn't get the job done. They they were very stagnant on offense. Um but you did see some good things and so I'm ready to see what Michigan will do. Um if they can clean up some of the mistakes that they made against Utah. This is a team that could potentially I'm going to say Michigan's going to win this game. I like Gary Anderson's approach with Oregon State. Oregon State's going to have, you know, they're going to, they're going to have a great defense. It won't be as strong as as most of the defenses around the Pac-10, around the Pac-12, but it's strong nonetheless. I I I like to say I like to see Michigan win at home, but I'm going to go with Michigan. And it's going to be closer than what people think. Um, I'll take Michigan by a field goal. Now, here's a game that I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a team on upset alert. Um, and the reason why I say this is because this team looked really really good in a loss last last Thursday. UTSA looked really good in a loss against. Against Arizona, and you know, Arizona, you know, hyped to win the win the Pac-12 South. 
um, in in a lot of publications. Um, some some schools have have dubbed them to be to be the glamour to be you know the glamour school. But UTSA went in and basically played them toe to toe for sixty minutes and just couldn't get the job done. They're at home to K State and I'll say this K State better bring the lunch pail because any slip up this UTSA defense is strong. They're really they're strong defense. They're bend but don't break type defense. I can see them winning games that they're not supposed to win, and this is actually one of them. So I'm going to put K-State on upset alert and say that UTSA will win this game over K-State. As much as I want, I don't want to say that because, <laughs> I mean, we all know my affinity for K-State. So, um, but I'm going to put K-State on upset alert and. Um, and tell you that this game is closer than what, than what people think. Also, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Texas uh, UTSA in an upset, and not only that, this is putting UTSA this is setting UTSA up for for success in the future because if you look at the landscape of San Antonio, you look at the fertile ground there, some of the high schools that are there. Um, when we jump into the when we jump into the scores, you'll hear some of the high schools there um, from the San Antonio area. Um, so DTSA again, um, I'm going to put K State upset alert. You heard it here first. Um, going on down the line, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at other games and looking at other games here. Around around the country, and another game that intrigues me. You'll you'll see this game. Also, I I want to say that this game is actually at the ESPN two game ten fifteen. Boise State against BYU, number twenty Boise State, a group of five uh, from the group of five, probably one of the best mid major, the best mid major in the country against BYU, who's independent. Um. And just had an amazing, amazing, amazing win last week over Nebraska. Last second touchdown, last second Hail Mary touchdown. Um, just sad thing to see uh, Taysom Hill, um, who's possibly who's, who's um, BYU career is possibly over after suffering a list Frank injury. Um, Late in the first half of that game last week, and Godspeed to him. Um, again, this is a 10-15 game on ESPN2, Lavelle Stadium, Provo, Utah. If anybody knows about BYU and about that fan base that that BYU has, um, I, I'll just say this: that's hostile territory for Boise State. They've gone in. They've gone into BYU a couple times as members of the Mountain West and uh, members of the WAC and played each other before, and so Boise can handle can handle it. But I, I will definitely say that this is one of those games where if Boise doesn't capitalize on mistakes, 
and Boise doesn't doesn't make any mistakes, they should win this game handily. But with a team like BYU, they they just shut up and play. They play everybody. They'll play anybody. And as evidence going into going into hostile territory and and Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska, and winning the way that they did with no fear in their hearts at all. This this sets up BYU momentum wise to take it to Boise. So this is a this is a must watch game also. So um, I'm telling you, this is another this is another team that could be on upset alert, Boise State. So, um, but I'm gonna pick Boise State to win, but do not be surprised if Boise State comes out with a L. Um, we know Penn State and Buffalo. Um, Penn State lost to in-state rival Temple for the first time. I think they said in for the first time since 1950, 60, something like that. Um, last week. Um, so. There, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of high strongness there in uh, Happy Valley, but they got Buffalo this week. Buffalo is is one of those middle of the road teams in the MAC. Um, so I, I see Penn State winning that game, but I just whew, after what after what I saw last week, it wouldn't surprise me if they if they if they come back with a vengeance, and this game is actually a ESPN two game, so if you want to tune want to tune in for that game at noon, please do so. Uh, go further down the line here, and I'm 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 just I'm really excited, just really really excited about this game, it's eight o'clock game. Um, we haven't even talked about LSU, Mississippi State. We haven't even talked about Oregon, Michigan State yet. We haven't even talked about Ohio State and and that ball club and what they did Monday at Lane, Lane Stadium. We haven't even talked about that. So, with that being said, we're gonna gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're gonna jump into some more high school scores. Um, and then come back and talk about those three big games uh, around the around the na- around the nation, and we'll be right back.
close eyes, I find a soul sky that's mine. I don't wish I climb. My old ceilings denied. The daytime arrives, your nightmares confirm. My whole tribe's alive. We stay fitted for the finish, never ask why. Six rays, he's telling me I can't fly. My hopes reach for the ceiling with their hands high. So understand, got the city on standby. Finding a balance in a game that's morally wrong. For 5 a.m. up in the morning, we duck in the light. Earn time through the habits we usually own. Saving up, had to spend it on nothing, that's right, that's a hell of a night The drag swimming, the aim bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane The bed swinging, the seats clinging the same dream A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings We up late again, plotting on the same thing Low limit what the frame brings We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing But hold up, let them picture this no pills, it's still limitless. <laughs> We're cooping the true essence, the legends who passed on. Live forever while we reminisce. True precision, I give forever and never miss. Signature sound like signing down on a dotted wrist. Seeing signs of you clown rappers on common shit. Trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips. Copping medallions while my people starve. I think the public getting blind to what honesty is. I heard life is stage play a part But we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy biz Cause ain't it funny, I'm holding like no grudges As long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget A lie where y'all liars rely on the same subject The drag swimming, the aim bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lames rocking the same bling The bed swinging, the seats clinging the same dreams uh, A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings we up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit, what the frame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. A low limit what the frame brings. A low limit what the frame brings, yeah. A low limit what the frame brings, uh. Applying on the same things, yeah. I'm about to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things, yeah. Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell, plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same things, trotting on the quest to with a guess, that's what the fame brings. Come and be my guest, you can get flame, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, try stack up for the gen. Try snatch for the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me Ben. Sending rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my mental, make you rap. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clip That the semi-automatic, you can bet we bring the havoc Load the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers playing dress up You in the wrong sector Thought I'd tell you the rap game is not a pageant It's tragic Since a young and been busting bum to get out the gutter Avoiding trouble and now I'm buzzing due to this hunger I'm busting bubbles, waking brothers up from slumbers Now I'm no longer the underdog I'm heating up this summer No more dreaming, only action Me my team gon' make it happen We just scheming, strategizing why you guys are steady napping? Treasure my presence like pirate chest. I'm spitting crack, release the crack. And Kyle moving back. And so I hope you rappers started packing. Hey, uh, 
dead and evicted And even claws know that the boys' bars are gifted We making noise, neighbors might call the boys, they tripping Might leave a sticky note with a message, you just missed the tape We've been working hard, people never stop that hating Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating Early flights and elevators take me to my destination Seventeen and getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet Bet, bet it's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for $36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars, and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you notice somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. Welcome back into the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Big night last night around around high school football. Big day around... Around college football, I mean, oh my God, I'm in, I'm in virtual heaven right now because I'm talking about football. I'm talking about just just something that just keeps my mind occupied on what oh just oh oh my goodness um. Uh, we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump back into some scores right now because this is what this, this fun to me. This is so much fun. I mean, I, y'all just don't understand like how much fun this is to me right now because I'm like, this is this is just living a dream. I'm I'm living a dream, dude. You know. Um, <laughs> but jumping into some scores from the state of Alabama. Um, Again, some more big upsets and some more big time, big time wins um, around the state of around the state of Alabama. Also, um, you had um, I mean, we can do, let's just let's just jump into it. Jeff Davis, a winner over Auburn High School in a in an early season region matchup um, where. You know, Auburn is widely predicted to make it out of Region 2 and into the playoffs um, and possibly run the table and play Hoover in the state final. This is like this is a veteran team that's also a very young team. Um, a lot of freshmen played last year. A lot of, you know, then they've got some, some senior, they got some senior laden uh, players also. But Jeff Davis comes in and does the job, 36 to 35, um, against Auburn last against Auburn on Thursday night. Um, another region, another region two battle, Central of Phoenix City, a winner over over R. A. Lee, uh, 39 to 20. So region two in in seven eight is starting to shape itself out. And a lot of these in these schools they play each other, and Auburn and Central Phoenix City play each other later in the season. So 
It's gonna be a great thing to see. I'm just, I'm I'm excited to see it. I really am, and, I, and I'm hoping to be at that game. Um, we going down to some scores, um, around the area. Um, Flomaton beat Leroy, uh, thirty-five to twelve, and Leroy's one of those schools that, you know, like I said, they they spawn out some great players also. So. Um, very, um, very shocking for me to see them. Uh, Flomaton went went in there. Um, Laverne, a winner over Highland Home, fifty three to eighteen. Uh, Zion Chapel, a winner, thirty five to eighteen over Calhoun. Uh, Ramburn and Lynette. Ramburn, um, this is a two way game. Um, Ramburn over Lynette, thirty to nothing. In a big two-way Region Five matchup, Randolph County was a winner last night, twenty-one to twenty, over Woodland. And Randolph County actually led that game twenty-one to nine um, at at the break. So Woodland came back strong and and tried to win that and tried to uh, bring that game home, and just fell just fell short. Um, Twenty-one to twenty over over Randolph. Twenty-one to twenty Randolph County a win over over Woodland um, in the in that big matchup. Um, Lafayette High School um, again another Region Five two A matchup. Uh, a winner over Horseshoe Bend last night, the fifty-two to thirty-one. Big ups to to Lafayette High School doing big things up there. They're now three and one on the season. So. Um, that sets up a big region matchup later down later in the season against Ramburn. Uh Randolph County and, and Lafayette actually play next week if I'm not mistaken. So um very 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 interesting to see what's gonna happen there. Um we go further down the line in the three A Beulah High School, a winner over B B Comer, um twenty two to eight. Um Beulah High School, another school that Around the area, that's just very, very good. Um, new coaching staff there, starting to establish establish themselves. You know, in in that school, and uh, that was a big win over BB Comer. BB Comer, again, one of those one of those powers in Alabama. You know, small school power in, in Alabama. Um, that's really close. That was really close. Also in that region, also in that region, midfield a winner over Central of Cusa, forty to fourteen, which is also was also a really good a really good school um, midfield. Um, so, and they play Beulah later on in the they play Beulah in a couple of weeks actually. So, um, so big ups to those schools. Um, go further on down the line. Um, Looking at some schools, Hanley High School of Roanoke, Alabama, was a winner last night over Hopeville High School, uh, forty to twenty. Um, BC Rain, um, of course, uh, always in established power in South in South Alabama. Um, they were a winner over Escambia County, twenty-four to nothing. Uh, Williamson was a winner over Faith Academy, eighteen to ten. Jackson High School, a winner over St. Paul's Episcopal, 
twenty three to seven. Viger, always a state power in whatever class they play in, uh, was a winner over Murphy, twenty to fourteen. Greenville High School a winner over Charles Henderson. Um, Leeds uh, a winner over Central over Central of Clay County. Tallahassee a winner over over. Um, Leeds High School winning that game twenty three to nothing. Tallahassee. Um Tallahassee spawned off some great players, DeMond Washington being one of those players, uh playing in the CFL. Forty four to twenty eight over Shelby County. Talladega High School over Marbury, um forty to twenty three. Um Sumter Central, a winner over Wilcox County, twenty eight to two. Um, Carver Birmingham, a winner over Corner High School, 39-20. Go on further down the line. Gunnersville High School, um, hometown of my partner, Scott Smith, 40-8, a winner over Douglas High School. Um, That's North Georgia. I mean, I'm sorry, North Alabama. Lawrence County, a winner over St. John Paul Catholic, 40-17. Daphne. We're jumping to 6A, Daphne. Just a story power in South Alabama, a story power across uh, across Alabama as a whole. A winner, 10 to 7 over Robertsdale. Um, Blunt, a winner over Centennial, 62 to 7. Spanish Fort, a power beyond belief in, in 6A, 5A, and possibly 7A next year. Uh, if they decide to make the move um, next year, up uh, they were a winner over the floor, fifty-two to fourteen. Carroll High School was a winner over Russell County, uh, fifty-six to nothing. Northview, a winner over Harvard Montgomery, twenty-three to nineteen. And um, we go further further in this a winner over Tomka, thirty-seven to ten. Benjamin Russell. Benjamin Russell, um, the high school alma mater of Terrell Owens, they were a winner over Eufaula, thirty-five to seven. Chelsea was a winner over Valley, forty-eight to three. Oxford beat Chilton, fifty-two to seven. And Oplaka High School, a win over Pale City last night. They they took a win on the road last night, thirty-seven to seven, thirty-seven to six. I'm sorry. Um. Jumping into some, jumping into some seven, some more seven A action. Uh, Theodore High School, uh, Theodore High School, um, a winner over over Davidson, twenty six to ten. Um, South Alabama Powers, Fair Hope, a win over um, Alma Bryant, twenty seven six. Uh, Mary Montgomery over Foley, McGill two and. Uh, who a lot of people think will come out of South out of South Alabama and battle those battle some of those schools in, in North Alabama. Um they were winning over Baker, thirty five to nothing. Um Prattville was a winner over Safe Station. Uh, Prattville was a win over Smith Station in um, twenty-eight to seven. Hoover was a win, was a, a squeak by Oak Mountain, um, 
uh, 17-14, Hoover City rival Spain Park was a winner over Tuscaloosa County, 24 to nothing. Um, Hewitt Trustville pulled off a major upset, uh, Vestavia Hills, last night, 28 to 12 um, there. Gadsden City High School over Grissom, 51 to 7. It was Clemens over Hazel Green, 21 to 9. Buckhorn over Huntsville, 34 to 7. Bob Jones, which is probably one of the biggest schools, one of the biggest schools in North in North Alabama, um, and in and in Alabama as a whole, was a winner over Sparkman, 47 to 28. And that's some of your scores from around the state of Alabama. Um, I said just some great games that that went on last night in the state of Alabama. Some great games that went on around the state of Texas. Um, We'll jump into some we'll jump into some into some te- Texas scores right now. Uh, defending six A Division One champion Allen was a winner, forty five to fifteen over McKinney Boyd. Um, Arlington Lamar beat Justin Northwestern to nothing. Bowie beat Kyle Lehman. Um, Austin that is Westlake a winner over Anderson, uh, seventy three to ten. Uh, Cedar Hill. Uh, 6A Division Two champion, state champions, winner over Dallas Skyline, 20 to 10. Channel View over Vider, Colleyville Heritage uh, over Richardson of Lake Highlands, 42-28. And then, as I said, you're going to start hearing some of the some of the San Antonio area schools. Converse Judson, the winner over San Antonio Roosevelt, 12 to 7. Uh, Dallas Jesuit over Houston Straight Jesuit, 38-27. Um, Del Valley over Austin Aikens, 25-22. Denton Geyer gets a win last night over over Ryder. Um, Duncanville over Skeet, uh, 21-13. We go further down. Teddy. Uh, finalist last season, last season of uh, 6A Division Two, a winner 14 to seven over the Woodlands. Um, Keller Timber Creek was a winner 38 to seven over Irving. Um, going further down, Lake Travis a winner over Buda Hayes, uh, 49 to 13. Leander Rouse a winner over Leander, 38 to 24. Plano High School. Uh, goes down to Louisville Hebron, thirty-five to twenty-eight. Uh, Coronado of of Lubbock, a winner over San over San Angelo Lakeview, uh, fifty-nine to eleven. Uh, Dessa Permian goes over wins over uh, El Paso of Americas High School. Um, Lugerville Henderson uh, beat a great beat a really good uh, Brandeis school Brandeis team, twenty-one to fourteen. Um, Round Rock over Caparis Cove. Caparis Cove um, spawned out um, RT3. Um, Round Rock winning there, 33-21. And then we jump into jump into some scores. San Antonio lead 35-21 over South over San Antonio Southwest. Uh, MacArthur, um, San Antonio MacArthur beat San, South San Antonio 43-7. The Northside Brennan Bears, six A Division Two quarterfinalists last year, they win. They win last night, thirty to twenty over Manor. Uh, Holmes over San Antonio Central Catholic, 
Um, going further down the line, Smithson Valley, again, those San Antonio schools, San Antonio area schools, spawning out some big-time talent. Smithson Valley over over San Antonio East Central, 62-17. And I actually think that some of these games are actually um, – Actually, inter, um, excuse me, inter district games. Some of them are district games. Um, I can't remember right off which ones are which. Um, South Lake Carroll, a winner over Midland Lee, fifty-two to fourteen. Um, Vandergrift. This is five. We're jumping into five A. Um, Alito, a big winner over over Mexican High School football team Monterey Tech, seventy-seven to nothing. Austin Vandergriff of, of that really, really tough 25-5A, uh, District 25-5A, uh, went over Killeen 42-23. Um, we go on further down. Cedar Park, Vista Ridge, 35 over Elgin, over Elgin 35-14. Crosby over Barbers Hill, 40-21. Bowie of El Paso actually beat Canateo six to three, and Canateo was that school that everybody talked about was a darling of a five A, the first five A, first school from El Paso to make it to a state semifinal. So, um, so we you know we move on there. Um, and consolidated actually gets beat by Fort Bend Elkins, which is a bit of a shock to me. Um, this is a bit of a shock. Georgetown over Pflugerville, 17-13. Um, Georgetown Eastview went over Austin Crockett, 56-14. Uh, we move on. Move on with some selected scores from Texas um, around 5A. Wasahatchee beats Ennis 38 to 20 in um in a bit of a, a shock. Um Ennis was a uh, was a state finalist last year. Temple went over Bryan 55 to nothing. Um I said some some major major upsets. Um we go to 4A and um Abilene Wally over Gain. Over Graham, I'm sorry, twenty-five to seven. Burnett a winner over over Fredericksburg, twenty-eight to sixteen. Burnett actually spawned out some spawned out a guy by the name of I'm trying to remember his name. He was number eight at Texas. Um, I think his last name was Shipley. I think um, Shipley. Yeah, that that rings a bell. Jordan Shipley actually played for Burnett. Um, Salina beat Argyle in, in the upset. Uh, Salina is also a state power in Texas for a China Spring over. Wow, Cameron Yo actually got upset last night, uh, forty-three to forty-one over China Spring. Um, Cameron Yo is one of those teams, you know, that's just a their power in the state of Texas. Um, got upset last night, so um, which is which is a real big shock to me. They that they, they got upset. Um, Lamarck was a win over Aldi MacArthur. Um, going further down the line, Stevensville a win over Everman ten to seven. Um, 
we're starting Stark. Um, a win over Jasper, 30, 53 to nothing. Um, go further down the line and on and on and on. Um, I said just some great games. Tuscola Jim Ned. Um, Tuscola Jim Ned, um, 3A school, uh, was a winner last night. Tuscola Jim Ned is actually the high school alma mater of Colt McCoy. So, um, so, um, big ups to that school, 35-14 winner over Anson. Um, so that, that's some scores around. That's some scores from around the, around the state of around the state of Texas. Um, just like I said, just some just some great, great, some great, great football being played all over the state of all over the states of Alabama, Texas, and, and Georgia. Um, just really, just really excited about the season starting and everything. Um, so, but we're gonna, I'm gonna jump into some music. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is SEC, man. It's only played one way. You lock and load, and you do what we do. You got me. You lock and load, and you do what we do. Okay, let me see that tiger walk. Yeah, that's 
with all kinds of talent.
Welcome back into the Fresh Boss and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine, and it's just a great day to be alive right now. Um, having fun on the show. Uh, we're all jumping to the recruits of the week. And these two guys, I, I had to do a package deal with these two because they're both from the same school. And one is a kid that is getting some some major league head wave. Another is a kid that's starting to get to starting to get some exposure, but not as much as the other kid. Um both of these guys play for Hurt County High School in, in Franklin, Georgia. And um if you if you guys know anything about about Georgia High School football and about her county football um you know that her county football has always spawned out some great players um and these two are no different um Chandler Polk and Quay Dan- and Quay Daniel um strong safety and wide uh strong strong safety Chandler Polk free safety um corner free safety corner two way players you know, can can do both. They can play corner. They can play safety. Um, they're both great receivers. They're both great blockers. The route running is great. Everything is great about them. They, they can help you on either side of the ball. Um, Chandler Polk is for me. Um, I think he's gonna be. A, I think he's gonna be a safety. Um, would not be surprised if. if if he's even made into a corner. He's got great speed, great ball skills. Um, he's very versatile. Um, he's 5'11", about, one, about 190. Great, I mean, like I said, got great ball skills. Um, getting some offers. Um, not as much as Quay Daniel. Uh, Quay Daniel, corner. Safety receiver. Uh, he's six foot, about one eighty. Um, like I said, both of these guys are two-way players. Both of these guys, their lockdown, their lockdown coverage is great. They love to jam. They love to be up top. They love to be in the face. So these these guys are two guys to to just really just look look forward to. Um, they're also some. They're also um, guys that you can see on streetlightrecruiting.com. Um, if you go check them out, check out the YouTube page, um, Scott Smith YouTube page, um, streetlightrecruiting.com, streetlightrecruiting. Um, guys, got two great videos on those two on those two guys, and I'm telling you, these guys are a treat to watch, and they're a treat they're, they're a treat to um. To see too, and they're also coached by a guy that coached me in high school, uh, Coach Rich Finley, um, who's at Heard County now. So, like I said, just these two guys that they're, they're they're legit. Uh, Quay Daniel is actually getting recruited by uh, schools in both the ACC and the ACC. Um, matter of fact, I think. Um, I think he he's getting courted by Georgia. He's getting courted by Georgia Tech. 
Louisville, that's in the mix. Auburn's in the mix. Um, among some other schools, Chandler Polk's is, get, is getting some some looks also from Georgia Southern, um, Georgia Southern Central Florida, uh, Jacksonville State, among others. UAB uh, is another school. So um, these guys get some exposure, but I really want you guys to check out. Um, like I said, Streetlight Recruiting YouTube channel, uh, streetlightrecruiting.com. You know, anything you need, Scott Smith's your man. He is the Jerry Maguire. <laughs> he is the Jerry Maguire of college sports. He can get he can get the hook up. Holler if you need him. Uh so we're gonna jump back into some predictions and jump back into some into some college football schedules today. You know, one for me that I'm excited about that I know anybody else who's not a real true college fan isn't excited about. Um Myself, I I guess because I I am a Midwesterner and I'm excited and I get excited about some of the rivalries in the Midwest and this one's no different. Um the Cyhawk trophy. Iowa and Iowa State. This is as intense a rivalry as you'll see. In college football, and it's too bad you you won't get to see this at the end of the season, as you'll see it at the beginning of the season. And honestly, I love I love these two schools. It got some beautiful facilities. Um, Iowa State just upgraded there, just upgraded Jack Trice Stadium. Um, it's now over sixty thousand with the new with the new um end zone uh seats there. So um it's just really, really it's really, really um a recruiting tool now, um, for for Iowa State that they've done this and and they made this is this is a pivotal game for Iowa State. This is a pivotal game for Paul Rhodes in the Iowa State Cyclones as, you know, they play Iowa. Big rivalry game. This could this could potentially get them the swing that they need to bring in more recruits and everything. So this is this is this is pivotal for both schools. Kirk Ferentz, um of course, you know, in his seventeen years there he's He's um seventeen years there, he's twelve and five against um I'm sorry, sixteenth year. Uh he's twelve and four against uh against Iowa State. So um you know, you, you kinda you kinda um actually root for the underdog and the underdog is is Iowa State. But this year, you know, it's been evenly matched each year and this year's no different. Um, you know, I was I was breaking in a new quarterback, Bobby Bethel's grandson. Uh, Iowa State uh, has a quarterback, um, has a new quarterback. So, 4:45. If you want to check that out, that game is on Fox. 
the Sahawk Trophy is on Fox. Um, it's a big game. It's a big game um, in the landscape of the state of Iowa. Um, a lot of people won't see it in the in the national landscape simply because of other games that are going on um, today. And it's sad because you know, like I said, this should be one of those games that should be played in the season, but. You know, yet I digress and, you know, and all. But, you know, I'm very excited to see that game. Um, just just really, really excited. Uh, you know, we, we go on. And like I said, there's some other games, you know, Kentucky, South Carolina, which is an under-the-radar game for me, per se, because Kentucky is on that gradual up that gradual upswing, South Carolina um, is starting, you know, they've got a new quarterback, so they're starting to, you know, find their way in the mud just a little bit, you know, until they until they get settled with the quarterback and, and that quarterback situation that they have there. Um, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a, a pretty good game. It's a, it's a tough game to call because you don't know what what Kentucky's got. You don't know what South Carolina's really got because play all that well against North Carolina, even though they won. Um. So I mean, it's a it's one of those situations where you know. When is the real South Carolina team going to show up? When is that offense going to show up? Because they've been relying on the, on that defense. They relied on that defense last week, and the defense uh, carried the day for them. Um, so I'm, I'm just I'm just really wondering: is this the Jekyll and Hyde version of the of South Carolina, or is this the old ball coaches version of South Carolina? It's yet to be seen, and and I and I and I want to I want to see what South Carolina is really going to bring to the table. Um, it's a home game for them. Uh, Kentucky, Kentucky uh, traditionally struggling on the road, so um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with South Carolina in this game simply because it's a home game. Um, the intimidation factor seven thirty. It's a Saturday night game. In Columbia, so uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with South Carolina in this game. Um, some other great games to, to talk about, and we're gonna go ahead and just jump right into it. <laughs> um, the first the first one I'm gonna talk about is uh. LSU and Mississippi State. This this game here has ramifications in the SEC West already. And as shocking as that is to say, this early in the season, that, that this is a game that's very pivotal in the SEC West is an understatement. Uh, we don't know what LSU's got because they didn't play last week. 
that game was that game was canceled um due to weather. So we really don't know what LSU's got. We know what Mississippi State's got. They got Dak Prescott. They found a running game uh to go around Dak Prescott and honestly I see this game going either way. Um but I think Leonard Fournette is a little bit too much for for Mississippi State in that defense, that young defense that's only bringing back three bringing back three cogs. Um, so um, I'm gonna pick LSU simply because they're deeper, and Les Miles is the head ball coach there. So uh, I'm just gonna go LSU for that simple fact. And I also got a coworker who said that if I didn't pick, that I didn't pick LSU, that she was gonna hurt me. So, uh, <laughs> so that's why I'm going with LSU. So, uh, but in all seriousness, though, uh, I like LSU, but it's a close one. Um, I'd say 24-21. And then we get to this one. Dun-dun-dun-dun! Um, let me let me play a song real quick, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna come right back. I want to I want to play a song real quick before I get into this because I got I'm gonna get myself in the mood for this one because I, I, I yeah just give me a second. Let me get my thoughts together. We're gonna play a song. We'll be right back because this this one this one's just a, a doozy. We'll be right back. Oh yeah. We out here. Oh, yeah. One mile, one mile. One mile, one mile. Get them up, up. Oh, yeah. CMG, 2 a.m. crew. What's good? Ben Nation, I see y'all. New York. We out here doing our thing. It just don't stop, right? Not for us. Uh. Yeah, you can see us shine, what's good? 
manifest these blessings Told them live it to the max So I ain't never feeling less than Then these haters trying to question Will he make it? Is he destined? I told you I'm the truth A living walking confession I ain't lying, I ain't boasting I'm just striving, I'm just hoping That I'll find an opportunity And that a door will open So I never pay attention When they tell me that I'm chosen Cause I know I'm far from famous Even though they know I'm blowing up Took a while, but they know it's cow When I'm rolling up, people doubt Always ask me how, but I'm sure enough That I'll be the greatest that my town has ever seen Be the one to pick them up when they're down Like a towing truck Working, yeah, I'm working Put my team on, that's for certain I swear that's the naked truth Hiding behind those shower curtains I managed to keep it clean Making music without cursing Now I'm entering the system Watch me do it like a surgeon That's for certain Welcome back to the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine, and woo, I had to get myself ready for that one. I had to get myself ready for this one because, uh, you know, usually the eight o'clock games for me, you know, the anticlimactic, you know, and all. But I mean, I'm, I'm taking off my flip flops. I mean, I, I'm standing up in my, I'm standing up in the press box. I'm getting hit in the face, you know, by the, you know. By my uh, by my window, but this is a game with college play college football playoff ramifications involved in it, and not only does it have those kind of ramifications in it, but it's almost like redemption for Michigan State because the way that they played early in that game. And the way that they finished that game, the scoreline looks like they got throttled, which they did. But they also got that game close early on. So when you look at it from that from that perspective, this is a redemption game for for Mark D'Antonio. This is a redemption game for for Connor Cook. This is a redemption game for that defense. But there's a whole nother animal than Marcus Mariota for Oregon this year. There's Mr. Marshall. There's um, a kid by the name of Vernon Adams who tore it up in his debut uh, last week in in that big win for Oregon. But defensively, 
can Oregon stay with Michigan State? Can Michigan State do the things that they want to do offensively? Can Michigan State play that SEC light defense that they play? And all answers say yes to everything that we're talking about. But the one thing that that, that really excites me about this game is that not only is it a redemption game, not only is it Helfrich versus D'Antonio, but it's like two titans fighting at uh, fighting in the Coliseum at Rome. Because you look at the weapons that Michigan State has, you look at the weapons that that Oregon has, fast breakneck pace that Oregon likes to run, the methodical the methodical I don't want to call it slow but I don't want to call it I don't want to call it elementary because we all know that Miss State's offense is not elementary at all it's very complex and Connor Cook runs it like a freaking beast so the way I look at it is you go back and look at look at what happened last year throw it out the window. You look at this year and what both teams have done early in the season. Granted, only one game, and this is week two. There's no way but up for each one of these teams because Oregon, Oregon, that schedule don't get no easier after this week. Michigan State, their schedule doesn't get any easier the rest of the season. With Michigan State, they have that murder of games in November. Oregon, every week in the Pac-12 is it, murderer's row. So when you look at it from that perspective and in that standpoint, who's at the easiest road to hold? Well, when you let, let's look at it this way: Oregon, Vernon Adams ran the offense, ran a similar offense at Western, at Eastern Washington, Eastern Washington for three years. He came in last week, first game in, wasn't even in, wasn't even enrolled in school three weeks, and he looked like a magician in the offense. He looked like he looked like a shorter, muscled up. Tatted up version of Marcus Mariota. Let's just let's just be for real about this. Vernon Adams is one of those guys who will play on Sundays simply because he wants it. And you look at a guy like like him, and you see the kind of heart that he has. You see the kind of the kind of mindset that he has. You know, he's already got a degree. And he wanted to challenge himself. He didn't wanna he didn't want to leave school early. 
So he, he challenged himself. He moved up a division. You don't see many many people move up divisions to play ball. He did that. And he comes right in, and this is what he does. First night out, you know, 200-something 200 200-something uh, yards passing, almost 100 yards rushing, and, you know, and he's responsible for five touchdowns. I mean, so, so I mean, you look at it from that standpoint. And you look at Connor Cook, and you look at what he did last week in limited play at Western Michigan. He looked good at Western Michigan. There were some times where they struggled, but there were some times where they struggled, and P.J., and PJ Flex off PJ Flex defense at at Western Michigan is one of those defenses that will frustrate the crap out of you because they bring heat from anywhere, they bring heat from everywhere. So with that being said, you saw Connor Cook struggle a little bit at times. You saw the running game had ups and downs. Mostly ups. Um, the defense was challenged a little bit, but they gave up 24 points. So, and they won that game by 13. So, I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen because this is one of those games. I mean, like I said, it can go either way. And it's one of those games where you you can either see it if both of them run the table, even with one loss. Both of those teams are going to get into the college football playoff should they win out. I mean, if if you think about it, should they win out and beat beat teams handily? You know, even with one loss, I think I don't think that this eliminates either one of them. So, but they've got to play smart. They got it within themselves. So, I love the crowd at, 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 in East Lansing. I love the passion that both of these schools have when they're at home. Can this be one of those nights where Oregon can come into Michigan like they did when they went into Michigan Stadium? And one can can they go into Spartan Stadium and win? Uh, all signs point to yes, but I like the defense that Michigan State has as compared to the defense that that Oregon has. But I like Oregon's offense better. Then I like Michigan State's defense. So basically, they're mirrors of themselves, if you think about it. Um, both offenses are strong. Both defenses are are strong. But one defense is stronger than the other. I think defense will carry the day for, for Michigan State. But the offense the offense will put points on the board. And 
I think Michigan State has that potential to get more stops than but if you break down even further defensively and you compare the two defenses. Michigan State's front seven is stronger than Oregon's front seven. The secondary for Oregon, they lost a lot from last year. They they lost a, they lost a lot in the secondary. And Michigan State is veteran laden in the secondary. So, you know, that's why I say the defense for Michigan State is better, but the offense of Oregon is better than the offense for Michigan State. And I think Michigan State will win this game simply because they'll get one to two more stops than Oregon will. But if Oregon strikes quick and gets the momentum and quiets the Spartan Stadium crowd, then all bets are off. But I think if Michigan State can weather the storm that we know that's coming and stay within themselves and just play the ball game, they'll win this game. So that's why I'm picking Oregon over Michigan State. and I'm sorry, Michigan State over Oregon. I, I got that totally backwards. I'm picking Michigan State over Oregon simply because there'll be one more stop defensively for Michigan State than Oregon. And that's just that, that's just my thought on this because I'm just looking at statistics-wise. I'm looking at the body of work for these two schools. Um, I mean, Michigan State gave up 24 points. Oregon gave up 37. Oregon scored 60-something points. Michigan scored almost 40. So... That's why I'm, you know, I'm torn by it, but I'm sticking by what I said. And I think, like I said, I really think that Michigan State will beat Oregon tonight. Not because not because it's a home game, not because it's Spartan Stadium and the Mystica Spartan Stadium, but because of the defense. That's all I'm saying. A lot of people may agree to disagree with me on that, but you know, you have your opinions and I have mine. So, with that being said, I mean, that's what I think about this game. And I'm just, like I said, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I'm ready to watch it. You know, like that. We're gonna review some. Let's review some of the some of the. Um, some of the predictions I have. But first off, I'm going to throw a song in. Come back. I'm going to review some things. 
and then we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. You know, we talked a lot about we talked a lot about college football, talked a lot about high school football. And um, you know, one of the things that I love to talk about is, is football and one of the other things I love to talk about is is MMA and and just and just sports in general. But you know, one thing I hadn't touched on today was is the NFL and I wasn't gonna touch on 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 this, but um, aren't you guys sick of hearing about controversies like involving the New England Patriots, um, and Kevin some and um, sorry, Mike Tomlin, um, complaining about any any and everything, you know? So, um, I, I'm just I just had to touch on that real quick, but you know, um. Week one in the NFL is upon us, and I know a lot of you guys are pro football fans as well. And I'm a Bears fan, so duh, Bears. Um, let's go get Braxton Miller. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that. You know, since we're talking about college football, so um, Chicago Bears, go get Braxton Miller, go get Cardell Jones. Thank you know, so. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw that out there. But um <laughs> yet I digress and uh review some of my picks today. Um Georgia Big, uh Michigan State, Michigan State, uh by field, by by touchdown. Um I'm gonna go with uh Oklahoma by touchdown. Even though that game's a swing game. Um I'm gonna go with Boise over BYU, um, LSU over Mississippi State, uh, Michigan over Oregon State. Upset alert: um, UTSA over over K State. Uh, so, you know, with that being said, I mean, like that said, enjoy col- enjoy college football, enjoy the purity that is college football. Um, because even though it's very business-like, the spectacle is always there. The the excitement's always there. The fun that these kids have is always there. So when you're at these stadiums, enjoy it like I enjoy it. Embrace it like I embrace it, because... College football is is just that special, that special for me, and it's a spectacle, uh, nonetheless. And um, you know, enjoy college football day. Like I said, enjoy college football, enjoy football this weekend. Um, it's back in full swing. And um, that being said, I want to thank, I want to thank my my man. T Rex for letting me be a part of this. Uh my admin Wendy, my parents, um, sisters, brother, um, sisters, brothers, Casey Cordier, um nephews, nieces, you know, everybody that's involved in this, everybody who 
sees my dream the way I see it. Um, just, just big time for me, and I thank you for being a part of the show. Check it out. Uh, check it out on Audio Mac. You can check it out on uh, SoundCloud. Um, big, big shout out to my man Scott Smith who, who couldn't be with us today. Uh, he's coaching his son in football. Um, last week they had a big win, thirty-one to seven. Um, so congratulations to you there. Um, shout out to. Shout out to a couple to a couple of friends of mine. Um, they know who they are, and I appreciate everything that you've done for me. I appreciate everything that that you've done to make my dream come true, and to make everything around me um, just make me smile again. So. Um, Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for being. Thank you guys for being you. Enjoy, like I said, enjoy football. Enjoy the day. And that's about it. So, y'all have a great weekend. We'll talk more. We'll talk more football next week. And we out. searching for this truth here.
I hear Cali for the in and out. Got the normal scene on a different route. So they wonder what the kid about. Meet it from the views, never know until you live it out. 90 minute winning from records that I was chicken on. Living by the minute, don't gotta capture the image. Ain't a dag, how me and music could get along. New control, mood switching with a different song. Since gon' hit him like a still pill prop. Rhyme game patient at the L kids jock. I love it for what it is, hate it for what it's not. I'm no ass, no F, no Mac, no Adams, not you, not them. With the lights of my own, I set the stage. Through the balance of the zones, I get away. Through the minds of the best, I can get away. If I'm not what I'm in today. Yeah. Get away. I ain't on time, I can get away. I ain't on a getaway. Uh, new fellas ain't rockin' in. Uh, same bitch just droppin' in. Uh, why you sound like lots of them? Well, can't be the better jacket then. Through the lights of my own. I get away. New bike, new stage, new life, new game, new price, same vision, new hype. I can get away. At crib. I can get away, like a villain on a getaway. Get away. See the pedal break, 